American aerospace manufacturer SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft uh, successfully launched and docked with the International Space Station on Monday. This, this was historic and it was unprecedented in various aspects. This was the first time a private company operated a taxi for NASA, as well as the first time we had an African-American crew pilot. Uh, This crew will be staying in orbit for more than six months. And so to find out more about the implications of this historic trip, we are pleased to be joined by Emeritus Professor at the College of Engineering at California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo, Professor Daniel Walsh. Hello. Good morning, Henry. How are you? I'm doing great, Professor Walsh. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, First, off the bat, um, we understand that one of the crew pilots on this SpaceX flight, uh, Victor Glover, was actually your student at Cal Poly. So uh, maybe just first, uh, what are your thoughts that uh, one of your students uh, was a part of this historic trip? Well, it's it's a thrilling thing for me. And uh, I wanted to tell you that I still remember the day that Victor first came into my office at Cal Poly when he was beginning his sophomore year. Hmm. And he sought to change his major to general engineering. And, you know, it was very clear he was different. Many students would come into my office with a challenge, throw their hands up and ask you what to do. But uh, instead of me telling Victor what I thought general engineering could provide for him, he gave me a series of concrete reasons why he wanted to become a general engineering student and asked me to help him choose from a list of his options. <laughs> wow. And it's it's apparent because the the idea of becoming an astronaut, certainly we know how competitive the process is and, and the fact that uh, your student was able to kind of uh, get through all of that and be one of the select few to to get this, uh, be a part of this historic trip, certainly is a statement to your uh, educational accomplishments as well, Professor. Uh, In terms of the uh, flight itself, what do you make of it in terms of the historic nature, the fact that it is a private company working with NASA, uh, being um, kind of acting as a ferry or a taxi to to deliver uh, the much-needed personnel to the International Space Station? Are we in for a new era, perhaps, of space exploration now with this uh, public-private partnership? Well, I I like to think that we are. Uh, I believe believe that, uh, you know, that the space station remains the springboard to NASA's next great leap in space exploration, and hopefully that includes further missions to the moon or to Mars. Bear in mind that for 20 years, people have been on that space station and and working continuously there, advancing scientific knowledge and demonstrating new technologies. Uh, But NASA's commercial crew program is delivering on a goal, I think, of safe, reliable, and cost-effective transportation to and from the ISS uh, with NASA in a partnership with private industry. This, This is changing, I think, the arc of human spaceflight history by opening access to low-Earth orbit. Uh, It's already demonstrated a number of things. There was a strong shift to automation as as a transition to allow humans uh, to do things that they're good at. Instead of spending, you know, Victor told me, instead of spending all his time making sure everything was working well, Mm -hmm. he would be able to address uh, key problems or or things that uh, happen. One 
I think one major benefit of this partnership has already been seen. It's the ability to reuse rockets uh, by landing them upright rather than having them burn up on reentry. And, and the use of private companies also helps NASA leverage what amounts to be, I think, a cloud model of funding for space travel. The agency doesn't have to pay for a lot of hardware maintenance, right. uh, just the use of the resources. Uh, the belief that large aerospace companies and other even smaller ventures will, will ramp up uh, opportunities to get to space for things ranging from private tourism to a wide variety of ideas that, that bubble up from, from young entrepreneurs. Uh, I think you know, the increasing competition is going to drive prices lower and uh, create, a. would like to think, a gold rush of companies uh, to space. Uh, and this, this uh, leveraging of co- commercial space flight to defray routine costs, uh, I think NASA has redefined the future of space travel and has really taken the first steps to the next era in uh, space exploration. Yeah, that leads me to the next question uh, with what you mentioned there with this kind of new model uh, in terms of private companies uh, going about this through uh, different kind of methods here. Space, SpaceX, in terms of their partnership with NASA, would be a different model than, let's say, the, the um, space tourism aspect where you're kind of gathering all these uh, mega millionaires and billionaires who, who want to have that experience and go into space, and that'll fund uh, part of the operations for them. We, we know that Jeff Bezos of Amazon has, has an uh, initiative underway. Uh, we know that uh, Richard Branson has been trying to do something. What do you think is different about SpaceX and Elon Musk, why they were able to be so successful? They were even able to beat out companies, established companies like uh, Boeing, in, in terms of getting first uh, to get this successfully done with a reusable rocket. Well, I think this is a prime example of new innovative companies moving to the head of the line. Uh, you know, NASA, it's, it's interesting, NASA has always been an agency with extremely strong ties to the private sector. From, mm-hmm. from the day they were formed, they had close ties to contractors. But uh, the partnership has changed. It's a more equal partnership now, and it's become more full, and the launch has brought it to a new level. I think the benefits... You know, the benefits that have flowed out of the space program are legion. And I, I could provide a litany, but that would be pedantic and miss the main point. I, I, I'm sorry if I get emotional on you, but I, no. I believe that this mission has given us our dreams back. Uh, all of us in the U.S. and around the world, I think, have been lifted up with Victor and his colleagues, colleagues demonstrating uh, the, the great success that they, that they have done. I mean, the very name of the mission uh, Henry, I think, says mm. it all. It's called resilience, and I think that's such a perfect and insightful name. You know, after a period of the U.S. retreating from its role as a full partner in space exploration, the U.S. has returned. And, and I, I don't mean to go afield on you, but I hope this is an arbinger of the U.S. rejoining the international community in a meaningful way <clears throat> and becoming a full partner again in the many uh, other important efforts in the world. And I think nowhere is this better seen than the anemic U.S. response to the, to the global pandemic. And, and we hope that this will help us get back into fully participation, participating in organizations like the World Health Organization. Mm. My goodness, we sure could learn uh, from, from you in South Korea 
who've handled this challenge so uh, so much better than we have here. Uh, and I, you know, getting us back in space is going to allow us to choose science over superstition again. Right. Uh, and and uh, I, I and I think we'll get rid of you know after a time when so many have embraced con- conspiracy over simple truth, this launch is has enabled the power of truth, and uh, maybe it'll help everybody accept uh, science yeah. and accept truth a little better than they have. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll stop there. No, no. I, I think our our, our listeners can uh, definitely hear the excitement and emotion in your voice in terms of this. And I, you raised such a great point about this successful launch by SpaceX being emblematic of the idea that science works and that we can trust the science and uh, that for far too long, especially in the U.S., there has been this movement away uh, from uh, trusting that science is the path forward and maybe even denying certain aspects of science. Uh, just a final question, just 30 seconds. Uh, w- yeah, go ahead. Final Sorry, thoughts. I was say, your lips to God's ears. F- final question. Yes, just Yeah. I-, I just wanted to ask you, Mars, within our lifetime, is that something that actually is feasible? You know, I'll tell you, uh, I I don't know how old you are. I don't think it's going to be in my lifetime. <laughs> but I believe uh, someone who's 30 years old, someone who's beginning uh, maybe their career mm. in a university or uh, now, will see this happen in their lifetime. And I, I think even in my lifetime, I think we'll see a space station around the moon and we'll see wow. uh, activities. There, there are activities okay. that are planned for this mission uh, on the International right. Space Station that will help get us there. Professor Walsh, uh, we definitely thank you for your time uh, sharing uh, us with you, your insights uh, to our Korean audience and we wish you the best of luck. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Henry. I enjoyed speaking with you. And we'll be back after this.